We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Bardwell. To hear more, please use our media player at PCAChurch.com and join us every Sunday at 1030 at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City. Now join us for the following message. She walked in this morning into my bedroom. She said, Poppy, smell of me. I reached down and I smelled of her. And I said, oh, you smell so good. She said, Poppy, I took a bath. And she said, Poppy, look at me. And did like that. And I said, oh, you're so beautiful. She says, Poppy, I have a brand new dress. Uh, and then she spun around. And it just, ah. Uh, Man, my heart is full of my grandkids, right? Your heart, every heart is full of something. And your heart will tell your mouth what to speak. A good man will speak good things. An evil man will speak evil things. For from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now, today I want to find out what's in your heart. So here's a quote I want you to, to kind of put into every part of my message. Never let your blessings keep you from the one who blessed you. Never let your blessings keep you from the one who blessed you. We have a lot of blessings in life, don't we? I want to give you some. Uh, one of the blessings that I have in my life, my relationships. Let's see what's all in my heart here. Um, yeah. Man, I'm so glad God brought her into my life. And when she came into my life, we were just 12 years of age, 13 years of age. And, and so we had relationships. Now, I could have let that relationship that God blessed me with keep me from God. Right? But I didn't. Because I never let my blessings keep me from the one who blessed me. And that relationship turned into my spouse. This June the 3rd, we will celebrate 40 years of happy marriage. And my face is happy. That's awesome. Why? Because I didn't let my blessing keep me from the one who blessed me. I always made God first and foremost, right? So we have blessings in our life. You have blessings, relationships in your life. Maybe, uh, you have, maybe you're married today. Maybe you have a boyfriend or girlfriend. Don't let that come before God. Maybe some other things might be... Uh, Oh, come on out of here. You're home. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> You're home. Yeah. Thank God for your home. It's a blessing, right? But don't let it come before God. Don't let it keep you from God. So relationships, your spouse, your home. Uh, let's see what else I've got in here. Uh, oh, maybe a car. Man, you know, us guys, we like our cars. Girls, too, I found out. But it's a blessing. But it's not the one who blessed us. It's just a blessing. And I've seen people let cars, a house, a relationship get between them and God. We, we've got to be careful. We've got to be careful. Let's see what else might be in my heart that, that could, uh, that's a blessing. Man, I want to be blessed. And I am so blessed. Look at this. Money. Finances. Finances are a blessing from God, right? Thank God for blessings. Thank God for finances. But it's a blessing. And we can't let blessings come before the one who? You're getting there. Come on. It's in your heart. 
I want this to get in your heart because if it gets in your heart, your mouth's going to speak it out, okay? Let's see what else might be here. Hmm. Okay. Uh, here. A jogging suit. My health. Thank God for my health. Thank God for your health, right? Amen. Your health is a blessing from God. I thank God every day I'm vertical. There's been days I've been horizontal. I thank God every day. If I'm vertical, it's a good day. And I thank God because God was the one who blessed me with my health. So I want to make sure that I... Let me just kind of put this right here. Better stand. Yeah. I want to make sure that that's what I thank God for is my health. Amen. Because I don't want my health to become something that I will elevate above the one who blessed me, right? right? Now, there's a lot of activities, right? Thank God for activities. All these are blessings. Activities. Oh, I love, I love activities. Let's see what I got here. Oh, I just happened to hide in the world at OSU get on there. <laughs> and I love sports, don't you? I love sports. I'm very competitive. I love all kinds of sports. Uh, oh, let me just... Sorry, if you're getting the wrong picture of me there. <laughs> Sometimes you have to go way down deep in the heart. I love golf. I love golf. Hardest game I've ever played. But you know what I found out about activities? They're a blessing. The other day I got out and played golf with some friends here in the church. I'll tell you, Jerry Jansma, David Cheek. We had four hours of walking around together, talking. Me telling Jim Atkins jokes. And I told him this night. It was wonderful. The day was beautiful. It was great. We had a great time. It's a blessing. But I don't let it come before the one who blessed me, right? All right. That's wonderful. Here's another thing. Kids are a blessing, right? You ever seen the soccer mom syndrome? Soccer moms are going crazy. I mean, they're working full-time jobs. They're running their kids to this activity, to this activity, to this activity, and it's all great. Man, I'm glad kids are getting involved in so many things that they aren't you. It's wonderful. But we can't let the blessings get in front of the one who blessed us. Never let your blessings separate you from the one who is blessing you. Thank God for those blessings, man. I appreciate those. So what else I got? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Man, exercise, fitness, man. Some of you going to the gym, YMCA, amen? <laughs> Taking yoga classes, YMCA, getting fit, keeping your heart pumped up. It's exciting. That's a wonderful blessing. When, I, when my back was hurt, I didn't have that blessing. I, I couldn't hardly move. And I thank God that I can lift some weights, that I can get my heart pumping. It's good to get that plaque kind of stirred up. Yeah. It's a wonderful, wonderful blessing. I thank God for that. Man, I thank God for all these things. Why? Because all these things are from God. Blessings. Huh. Yeah, let me get a couple of these things out here. Yeah. We got chores, right? Cleaning this beautiful house, washing it, cars, taking care of going by and shopping and getting all your clothes and your groceries. Thank God for money to do all that with, right? 
have all the chores in your life, your heart gets filled up with all these things. What are you doing today? Well, I got to go buy groceries, then I got to go to uh, Walgreens. Why are you going to Walgreens every day? I mean, huh. and then I got to go here, and I got to go to YMCA, I got to work out, then I got to get the kids, then I got to get my soccer ball, ball stuff on, I got to go, go, go. What are you doing? Well, I'm working today, I'm working 14, 16 hours a day, trying to make enough money so we can have all these blessings. And our heart gets full. And then some people, I'm not into this, but some people are. Video games. Hours, right? Sitting in front of the TV, trying to get a high score. What are you doing? Man, I tell you what, I got a new video game. It's hot, man. It's going on. And this is exciting. And this is wonderful. And, and it, my daughter, yeah, lack of exercise. I don't know. Strong hands. Carpal tunnels are good. Here we go. But my daughter texted me a screenshot that they've heard the jewel score. Well, I sent her one back where I busted 20 million. Pretty good for an old guy. But these are blessings. Wonderful things. Nothing wrong with them. Right? Nothing wrong with them. Huh. And then, hey, internet. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Computers, iPads, all these. Isn't it wonderful? Man, today we can talk to people around the world and see them. we got a generation coming up that doesn't even know what it means to have a phone call without seeing the person. Man, when I was growing up, the phone was stuck to the wall. We had all these rings, different rings, two shorts and a long, three longs and a short, and all these things, because it meant different people. And uh, inevitably, you pick up and start talking to somebody. I remember talking to Sandy. Talking. We couldn't hang up until we said, like, we love you, and neither one of us wants to say it. Waiting. You hang up first, no, you. And all of a sudden, there'd be somebody else like, hey, you kids, get off the phone. We're trying to make a phone call here. Who was it? Neighbor lady down the street, you know. That. Anybody old enough to remember when the phones were stuck to the wall? Okay, I'm in the right crowd. But now today we have everything in our hands. We have internet, computers, and talk around the world, and text in a moment. We don't even know what snail mail is anymore. It's awesome. What a blessing. Every one of these things. Great blessings from God. The problem is you can never let your blessings keep you from the one who blessed you. So what do we have to do? We have to guard our hearts. Guard your hearts. The Bible tells us all kinds of things about guarding our heart. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 4.23, it says this. It says, above all else. So whatever priorities you have on your priority list, it says, guard your heart for everything you do. Isn't that amazing? Everything you do flows from it. For the fullness of the heart tells the mouth what to say. Philippians 4.7 says this, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding, transcends it all, will guard your heart and will turn your minds in Christ Jesus. Praise God. Guard your heart. Proverbs 23.7 in the, in the NIV says this, for he is the kind of person who is always thinking about the cost. He's thinking about, when I, when, if I'm going to let this in my heart, how much is it going to cost me? In the King James Version, it says this, For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The heart is the most important thing. I mean, I could be a bodybuilder, I could be a marathoner, but if my heart has issues, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. And so we've got to make sure 
that we're guarding our heart. Yes. Now, you know why I love sports so much? I love sports so much because of this one reason. In every sport, there are all these things that you can enjoy if you stay in bounds. But every sport has out of bounds. And when you go out of bounds, you're penalized for it. In golf, there's an out of bounds. You can swing, you can hit, but if that ball goes out of bounds, I am penalized a stroke for going out and a stroke for coming back in. And then on the golf course, there's all kind of traps. Oh, I can preach golf if you want me to. I mean, you got to have the right stance. you got to have the right grip on life. you got to be able to have the right vision, aiming in the right direction. There's traps everywhere. You, you don't want to go out of bounds. But the thing is, in every sport we play in life, it's out of bounds. But it seems like when it comes to the way we live, we don't want there to be any out of bounds. We want whatever we want to do to be blessed by God. Now, i got to tell you, the way God sets up the Word from Genesis forward, everything has an out of bounds. God says, if you stay in bounds, here's all the things I'm going to bless. But if you get out of bounds, if you don't guard your heart, if you don't understand the boundaries and the guidelines and the guardrails that are set up in the Word, if you overstep these, you're going to receive penalty in life. Okay? And so, whenever God set this up, He said, up in Genesis, we all know that. He said, listen, everything here is in bounds, but that tree over there, that's out of bounds. If you partake of that activity, it's going to cost you. But, as I preached last Sunday, there was another voice that was louder than the voice of God. Here comes another voice. You know what? I know what God said. I know what His Word said. But He just doesn't want you to have fun. He doesn't want you to have all these things. So He's just a, a killjoy. He's a cosmic killjoy. No fun in your life whatsoever. But if you get out of bounds on you eat this, life is going to be awesome. Now, how many know they received penalty? They went out of bounds, and we are receiving that penalty in our lives today. So the Word of God has out of bounds. Now, here's the voice that's not heard in church very much, but I'm here today, I'm concerned about everybody's heart. I don't want you to have spiritual issues. I want your heart pounding strong. I don't want you to flatline on me, and I definitely don't want to spiritually lose you. I want you to be happy, healthy Christians. So today, I want to talk about some of those out of bounds. Galatians chapter 5 says this. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. How many know we're called to be free? Set free in Christ. Does, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Now, I want to give you the, the Greek right here, the word flesh. In the Greek, is sarx. S-A-R-X. In the Greek, the flesh means this. 
It is a power, understand it, it is a power in direct opposition to the Spirit. I'm going to read it for you. So you have the power of the Spirit, and you have the power of the flesh, and they are in direct opposition of each other. Here's what it says. Do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, well, nobody would do that, Pastor. Listen, we're going to talk about our bets. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. Do you know that today the enemy doesn't destroy from the outside in? The enemy destroys from the inside out. He gets us being carnivores. Can't, Christian cannibalism goes on in the church because we devour each other with our lives. Now, look at the red next one. It says this. So I say, walk by the Spirit. The Spirit is a power, direct opposition from the flesh. Walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Flesh opposition. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit. And the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other. This is pretty plain, simple talk, right? So that you are not to do whatever you want. Now, Pastor, you are doing pretty good to get right there. How many of you know the flesh wants what is contrary to the Spirit? So you don't do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Here's the way this looks. We are here. The Spirit is there. The flesh is here. And they are both pulling us with power. One over here said, come on, get out of bounds with me. Let's enjoy. Come on, do what you want. One over here going, come on, let's live by the Spirit and not fulfill and gratify the desires of the flesh because that is contrary to the Spirit of God. Amen. Right? Amen. So here we go. You ready? This is where it gets real old me-ish. You ready? Here we go. The acts of the flesh are obvious. We know they're obvious. Well, that's what's happened today. Amen. You see, the, the voice of the world and society has made everything so politically sensitive that the church doesn't even know what is obvious anymore. Right. So let me open eyes. Here's obvious. Sexual immorality. Impurity and debauchery. Idolatry and witchcraft. Hatred. Paul's right in the church. Yeah. Discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Those who what? Live like this. They practice this in their lifestyle. Now, here's where we are, and here's where we've always been in the church. The church is real good. Well, let, me, let me look in the heart of the church here. Uh, okay. All right. Let me get... church, is, church is real good about telling everybody about this. Right? Listen, you know what the number one reason marriages are getting destroyed today and churches are falling to pieces and the number one thing that's destroying pastors? Pornography. <laughs> Number one thing. Because this has made it so easy. We don't have to go to the movie theater anymore to where they're doing triple X movies. 
We can look at it on our phones. We can look at it in our houses. We can shut the doors and nobody knows. Who sees the heart? God. So the church has always been real good about pornography and lust. Man, we'll preach on that. And then this word debauchery. Let me know what the word debauchery means. Let me tell you what it means. Debauchery means the powerful overindulgence of the flesh when it comes to sex, drugs, and alcohol. Okay? So we've got that. We've got drugs. But we're all, you know, we, we don't want drugs in Christians' lives, do we? Pornography? No. Because these are obvious. These are obvious. And uh, I forgot about this one right here. You know, I got in real trouble with this one here. I was a youth pastor driving a youth van. And somebody saw me driving around. Drink one of these. Called the church. Told my pastor that the youth pastor is drinking beer, driving the church van. I said, what? I've never drank a beer in my life. I don't believe in it. My dad always told me, you never know. You may be one sip away from hell. You don't know what kind. You may, you may take one sip and become an alcoholic. That's what this was talking about, debauchery. Alcoholism. A life like that. And so I had to think. How could anybody think I was drinking a beer? <laughs> then it hit me. I said, Pastor, just a minute. I went out to the van and got an IBC root beer. You see, people were judging me. Didn't know the truth. Because I had the same thing happen one time to one of my board members. Had a lady come in the church office, all oh, her feathers were fluttering. <laughs> pastor, pastor, pastor. I just saw one of the board members driving down the loop and he was smoking a cigarette. She told me who it was. I said, What? I said, I know him. There's no way. Oh, I saw it with my own eyes. I saw it with my own eyes. I said, I'll tell you what, it didn't happen. I'll tell you what, I promise you it didn't. And I defended him. When she left, guess what I did? Called up the board member. I said, hey, can I ask you a question? I said, I just had so-and-so in here, and she was on a hill. Woo. She was fired up. If she would have been that fired up in praise and worship, I would have been happy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. And so I asked him, he said, what? He said, Pastor, about two minutes away from your office, I'm going to come there and talk to you about that. So please do. He comes in, we're talking. All of a sudden, you saw his light bulb go off. He said, just a minute. He goes out to his car. He was a salesman. He, he sold stuff around town with the oil business. He comes in with a whole wad of white big ink pens that are all of them are chewed up on the end. He said, Pastor, when I go to make sales calls, I get real nervous, so I find myself chewing on the ends of these big pens. Could it have been that she saw me chewing on that? Yes. Here's the deal. We are so focused on sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery that we forget all about this one big section. Hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy. 
We will judge board members based upon some of these other things, but we don't ever talk about these. And i got to tell you, the worst thing that can give the church heart issues or people heart issues is, oh, let me, let me see what's in the heart here. Yeah, oh, oh, got to get this wound up because people get wound up. Oh, oh. we got to talk, 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 talk. Oh, let me go. i got to get this one because you know what? This is more dangerous. The tongue has the most power than anything. Come on. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to start yapping. Yeah. So we got all these Christians that, oh, I never would commit sexual impurities, Pastor. I never would take a sip from that kind of thing. I never would to be involved in debauchery or idolatry or witchcraft. Come in here and shout and praise God and get in the foyer and talk about a brother or sister. Devour. Cause a wound that never heals and that young Christian leaves the church and never walks back in. Why is it we don't understand that these are obvious? And when anybody comes to you, Oh, uh, I heard about the pastor. Here's another thing that happened. This was so hilarious. When we went to become pastors, my wife had long, brown, black hair. She decided one day, we went to a pastor's conference, and this pastor's wife told her, she said, listen, honey, don't, don't let all the women in the church, they, none of them ask you how to fix their hair, so don't let them tell you how to do your hair. You do whatever you want. Set her free. We're set free, right? But i got to tell you, sometimes the church puts a lot of times pastors, wives, and kids in bondage, and the pastor too. So she said, I'm going to go get my hair cut and get, go blonde. She went and got her hair cut short, went blonde, and then was, I, I got her out of the, out of the beauty shop, and then she sat real close to me, put my arm around her, boy, I'm like, whoo, hallelujah. Within seconds, the phone at the church starts ringing. Oh, I just wanted to call and let you know I just saw the pastor all loaded up and armed up with a blonde, short-haired woman in his truck. I don't know who she is. But it's not safe. I'm telling you, probably 10 to 15 phone calls. Lit up. If it was today, it was trending. Social media would have been trending. Facebook all over the place. Because dissensions, discord, we've got to try and get something on somebody. Just because you have the right to do something doesn't mean you have the right to do it. Just because you have the right to do something. We're set free. I have rights, Pastor. Yeah. But you still don't get to do whatever you want. You know what? I've never drank another IBC root beer until today. <laughs> Since 1990. Because my pastor said, you need to get away from even the appearance of evil. So I went and bought one. Actually, I bought four. And I may drink the other three in my office. <laughs> but I will close the blinds. 
compared to them. But just because you have the right to do something doesn't mean it's right to do. Because you may have a brother or sister that's watching you. Come on. I'm talking about the heart. I'm getting down to the hard issues today. Look at the rest of this verse now. When we look at this, but the fruit, here's the contrary. The flesh is all this, but the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love. Oh, we all love love. Love, love. This is the love month. That's why I'm preaching this. It's all about the heart. Joy. I love joy. Peace. Isn't that wonderful? Peace like a river. Oh, I love it. Forbearance. Means having a long fuse. Don't blow up quickly. Kindness. Good. Goodness. Faithfulness. Gentleness. What? Why did he put that one on there? Self-control. Well, Pastor, I have the right. I, I, yes, you have a right. You have been set free by the blood of Jesus Christ. But there needs to be control over yourself. The flesh will still, I don't care how long you've been saved, the flesh will still pull you with its power over to this side. We've got pastors every day watching porn in their offices. Don't tell me this doesn't happen. We've got people whose lives are being destroyed every day because of video games. Pastor, my husband won't stop. He doesn't spend any time with the kids. Any time with me, he's always playing video games. We've got to have self-control. We've got to say, this is what I am going to do with my body, my heart, my spirit, my mind. Paul said, take every thought captive. Every thought that comes in your mind may not be godly, but you have the right to take it captive and get it out of your mind before you meditate upon it. Listen, there's out of bounds. You're going to get penalized because it's a lifestyle. It will build up plaque. You may not hurt you today. You may get away with it for a little while. But there's coming a day when one who sees the heart will evaluate your condition. Listen, I'm kind of nervous. I don't want to go get my heart scanned. I'm kind of, I'm kind of nervous what they'll find out. There may be some blockages I have. I don't want to know, but you should know, Pastor. I know. It'll be beneficial, but I'm kind of nervous. And so when we go before God... I do this daily. Lord, if there's anything in my life, in my mind, in my life, in my heart that's unpleasing to you, God, forgive me. I don't want plaque buildup. I don't want a blockage in my life. I want the blood of Jesus Christ flowing through me top to bottom. I want to be able to have nothing in my life that's going to bring a blood clot and bring crisis. I want to make sure that all parts of my body have the flow of Jesus Christ. My hands, my feet, my legs, so that I'm not sitting around doing nothing, but I'm busy about doing the work of the Father, and I'm exercising my spirit, I'm exercising my spiritual heart, and then it gets going, I get excited, I get pumped up about it, I talk about it, I speak about it, why? It's the fullness of my heart, and it makes my face happy. Amen? Makes my face happy. Yes. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh. We're over here nailing this thing to the cross with its passions and desires, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying one another. Amen. Keep in step with the Spirit. Do you know there's a condition called arrhythmia? Yeah. It's when your heart's not beating properly. It's beating, but it's not in rhythm. You know what they do? They don't use 
beatings, I know. But they shock your heart back into rhythm. That's what I'm here to do today to some of us. To wake us up. To get us from sitting around. To shock our hearts and go, hey, wait a minute. You've got to get back in step with the Holy Spirit. Stay in step with Him. He's moving. He's, he's moving forward. And we've got to move with Him. Because I want to make sure I'm doing exactly what God's called me to do. And what God wants me to do. And I want this church in step with the Holy Spirit. I want every one of us to go, my heart is yours. My heart is yours. Take it all. Take it all. My life in your hands. Don't you? You may have the right, but is it the right thing to do? Not always. we got to make sure we're doing the right thing, not just because it's our right to do it. And so today, we've got to understand that I started out talking about it's a matter of the heart. Talking about the heart and all the issues. But now, I want to flip it. Flip the script. Now, what is the heart of the matter? What is the heart? What gets down to the heart of some things in your life? We may have let our blessings, which are all good, come before the one who blesses us. Pastor, I can't come to church because we cannot get up and get all of those kids ready on Sunday morning. Oh, my Lord. Did you pray for those kids? Did you get them? They're blessing. Oh, but Pastor, i got to stay home today and clean my house. And it's just filthy and I'm working so hard all week. I don't have time. I just do it on Sundays. What? Well, Sundays is a day I spend on the golf course playing golf with my buddies. Because, you know, I'm closer to God on the golf course than I am in church. Lie. Come on. You're just rationalizing what you want to do. We don't do what we want to do. We do what God tells us to do. We lead by our hearts and are led by our hearts. And so we go from a matter of the heart to what is the heart of the matter. Because we need to get down to the heart of things really going on. Here's the good thing about my part today, is I cannot see your heart. I can't. Aren't you glad? I'm glad I can't see your hearts. But there is one who is present here with us. And I'm not trying to be heavy. I'm trying to get your attention. There is one who is here today who is looking and he sees everything inside your heart. Oh wait. I forgot one more thing. The Bible talks about Pharisees and mentions them 87 times. And 87 times is not good. You know what the Pharisees were trying to do? Their mission in life was to trick, trap Jesus and his disciples. They said things like this. Oh, wait a minute. Do you know you're healing on the Sabbath? <clears throat> That's against the law. Oh, wait a minute. Your disciples didn't wash their hands. Oh, wait a minute. Did you just touch someone unclean on the Sabbath? 
Did you just spit on the ground on the Sabbath? Did you just walk more than a mile on the Sabbath? You see, Jesus came and he messed up all their traditions. Listen, there are some people who are so heavily minded, they are no. We sure hope you were blessed by Pastor Bardwell's message. Join us anytime at PCAChurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.